Welcome to the podcast Rise and Play. I am Sophie Vaux, your podcast host. I bring together leaders, entrepreneurs, fund makers, investors, and educators who are here to make a change in the industry. For a brighter and healthier future of the games we will make, and how we will make them. We're here to start a conversation because listening and asking the hard questions is sometimes enough to inspire change in us, to take the leap to. Let's begin. Hi everyone, I'm very excited to kick off the second season of my masterclass about building teams for the long term, what I call personally anti-fragile teams. So through this masterclass, you will um, learn about my definition of what is an anti-fragile team and why it matters, how to set up a great environment for your team to perform and execute your mission, How do you build trust in the long term with the team? How do you set up an environment and a culture in your studio for it to last? How do you define your area of responsibility? How do you define context and transparency for your team? How do you give feedback? How do you create an environment where individual motivations are aligned with a studio mission? I go through all the steps that make a team from norming, storming, forming, and performing, if you know about the team dynamics. And at last, I give you my tips about what helps to bond the team to create a trust that lasts authentically inside the team. I'm looking forward to kick off the second masterclass, and I'll see you in some of my modules. Model 2.1. What is an anti-fragile team? So let me walk you through the definition of an anti-fragile team. So anti-fragile, that's the term that came to me when I read a book that really inspired me about um, anti-fragility, more uh, in the world of economics uh, from Nassim Nicholas Taleb. And if you haven't read it, I really recommend it. But I really like the concept of anti-fragility in this book that inspired me a lot to think about it for teams. So let me go more in details about the concept of anti-fragility. So in the book, there are three types of fragility or anti-fragility, and I want to give here the examples that are mentioned in the book. So fragile, I think you have a pretty good idea of what is fragile. Uh, fragile, for example, is a, a glass. So if a glass falls, it breaks. Uh, it's really hard to repair. It will ne never get the form that it used to have. So that's what makes it fragile. It's broken. Robust. It's like a rubber bone. So you can um, stress it. You can throw it against a wall. You can throw it everywhere. It will not break. It will stay the same. And what then is anti-fragile? Well, you can think of it as um, an immune system. So the more attack uh, you have in your body, the more disease, virus, then your body starts to form anti-virus uh, immunity to be stronger against other type of bacteria and viruses. So that's the same concept with anti-fragility. What makes you stronger from uh, being, having your body stressed or the object stressed? It makes it uh, in a new state that was, is stronger than what it was before. So let me share this analogy to teams. 
So what is a fragile team? So you can think of it as a team, for example, that breaks and disperses um, after a big um, difficult event. A game is not shipped, uh, out of money, the game disperses, uh, the game team disperses and uh, is fragile. A robust team, you can think of it, for example, as a live ops team, operating team. So in live ops, you are thrown to a lot of issues every day, could be server down, could be, um, I don't know, players stuck, losing their progress. And a live ops team makes sure that the game is still running, no matter what happens. It's keep the course. So that's, I would say, as an uh, analogy, is a robust team. But what then is an anti-fragile team? A team that grows stronger, different, better from, I would say, problems, hurdles, attacks. What is it? So why should you care when you think about a team forming and an anti-fragile team? And I want to take a step back here to walk you through of, uh, what is game development in uh, the current context of the industry with a lot of competition. Here, these are all the stages of development you know when you have to develop a game, a free-to-play game especially. And you have all these phases. And the reality, whether you're working on a big casual game, mid-core game, I would uh, discard here hyper-casual game, of course, it takes time. And from the moment you have had the idea with a team, you prototype, you form the idea, you test it, and then you produce it, can uh, happen one to three years. It's quite a long time. And the reality, before you know if your game really works until it's globally launched, you end up with a reality that not many of them will make it because it's a very complex market, it's very competitive, and these days, you really understand fully the performance of your game after you have sort of finished it and then you have launched it and tried to scale it. So it's a very hard journey for many developers. And as you can see, not everyone will make it. So as you have started your first idea and you spent one to three years on your first game, then it didn't work out. You start again. Then you go with other idea, you learn from your past uh, mistakes, and you try, it didn't work out, and so on, and so on. And this is in no way a sign of failure for your team, it's just the reality, and it's just really hard, and you cannot predict everything, all the problems that will come in your way. So what kind of team does it need to go through all these stages where there's a lot of passion, but very little chance of success? Well, the sad fact is that not everyone wants to stay in this journey. I have worked with teams that have been really also frustrated of this reality of the market. It's really hard. It makes you want to give up when you don't see the end of a tunnel because there's just no end. It's an ongoing work, ongoing journey. And ultimately, as you go through the different hurdles of development, and also not launch your game and try have to start again and again and again. Well, many teams disperse and uh, also give up on the industry because it's just really hard, although it's a really um, amazing industry and job of passion. So what can we do about it? 
And I want to here share the concept of the long-term game. The long-term game is really the journey of game development and it doesn't have an end. But the ultimate goal, I think, for all the team is to make a, a game that is big, what we call a hit. And of course, each team has their own definition, but something that will be a meaningful success for the team and for the players. And I want to show here the example of Based on the mindset of the team, you have very different um, outcomes on how you approach the long-term game and the development. So if you are a robust team, you want to be there for a long time, but you don't want to crash too hard. So what I call robust team is, for example, a team playing safe, going for things that are known, proven, uh, making medium-sized quick wins, and there is nothing wrong about that, and it's it's very valid way of approaching the development and it ensures, of course, that you are staying in the long-term game. But it's really hard by this way, approaching it to make it great from, of course, the first try. Then you have a fragile team, but the ones that go crazy from the beginning, take a lot of risk, want to create the next big game, something very innovative, taking a lot of risk, adding value, you know, to the market. And so much, um, I would say, so much risk and innovation to the point that you crash high and fast, and that it it uh, discouraged the team after to continue in pursuing this game or other games and stop for a while. And I have witnessed it unfortunately for some teams and studios. And what we want to aim for with an anti-fragile team is the long journey. You want to aim for great, and you know there are going to be many hurdles where you're going to take some step back, have to revisit what you're doing, but you're in for the long journey. You will not stop at the first failure. And that's what is in the mindset of anti-fragile team. Failure or not shipping or not having a successful game is part of the journey. And are you committed to this long journey as a team? Module 2.2. So how do you become anti-fragile? So after I introduce the concept of anti-fragility of a team and why it matters, then concretely, how do you become anti-fragile? How do you develop the mindset of anti-fragility? So let me walk you through four steps that I believe what creates an anti-fragile team. And that's what also I want to share here about uh, my philosophy of building teams that last in the long term. The first step is start with the why. And I have talked about it also in my previous masterclass about hiring uh, your dream team. It is at the core of everything. And you probably have heard or known this concept from Simon Sinek, we start with the why. I strongly believe in it because it forces you to gain clarity on why you're doing what you're doing or why you're building this team. And in the context of the fragility and anti-fragility of a team, Starting with the why matters because it is what will create the shared goal and shared mission inside a team. When everyone is clear about why they're here, let's say, for example, everyone in the team is committed in making an amazing game that uh, will serve an underserved audience, something really new, exceptional that will be remembered for years. Everyone is personally dedicated to this mission then it makes the core much stronger for the team to have a very um, strong reason to be here in this team for this mission 
and that is not uh, pressed or pushed by external parties or the boss of the team. So it's really important for each individual in the team to have clarity why they join the mission, that mission and why they care. And it will matter, especially in the hard times, for them to remember why they're here. And the second step of this is developing trust. Because it's at the heart of everything, conflicts, collaboration, um, you know, working together, doing things together, hard times. And um, if you are familiar with the four stages of the team, this is where it matters because in this phase of the forming and storming of a team, if you don't have a trust, it will break. And having trust in a team where everyone trusts each other, that everyone is giving their best for the mission they all care about, is very key and fundamental for a team to survive um, the hurdles and the storming phase. Then I will go a bit further in this masterclass in future modules. Then the third step is nurturing the growth mindset. So as I mentioned previously, in this journey of development, you will have a lot of times where uh, as a team or personally, you feel like a failure. You made a lot of mistakes and it will be hard to even um, reflect on yourself because it's really hard to accept that you did all these mistakes. But with a growth mindset, which is a mindset really I value a lot in our team and part of our core values, it's really there is no right or wrong. You are just, um, I would say, trying something at a certain time, but it doesn't make you wrong or right forever. And with that uh, mentality, then you accept actually that there are a lot of things to learn, there are a lot of things you don't know. And even in a group, it's not about being the one with the best opinion or being right. It's about learning together and being really like genuinely interested in growing and learning. And that means also making mistakes on the way. So not being afraid of making mistakes because that's how we grow. And that's how through all these um, trials of games, eventually we will get there as a team. And the last is hyper clarity on the goals. So it's really important as well as um, you build anti-fragility in your team, that they are always aware of where they're going, what is the priority now, what are the goals we're trying to achieve and why. Because if people are going in different directions, then of course it makes things very complicated and you are not like all hyper-focused on the same goal. And eventually also people in the team start to disperse because they have different sub-goals that are not anymore aligned with the big mission of the studio. So also a big uh, responsibility here is to make sure that the team has very clear goals. So these are the four steps in a high level of what builds an anti-fragile team. And I will go in detail in each of these steps for you to build your anti-fragile team. Thanks for listening to this new episode of Raise and Play podcast. If you enjoyed the content and want to support what we're doing, rate and review the podcast, spread the word about it. If you'd like to contribute to the change too, reach out to me on LinkedIn for a collaboration. You'll find all the rest of the content on riseandplay.io, including my free masterclass on conscious leadership. Until the next time, 